You're listening to part two of Chris Lytle's interview with Jim Lebedo. Noticing, asking, and then just, would you give me a chance to earn the business? Give me a chance to earn your business. What's a client going to say? You got a shot at it. I didn't say there wasn't some selling had to come into this, but now we're at least at the plate. We get a chance to swing at these orders, right? Yes. So the more time, more at-bats you get, guess what? The more times you have a chance to close. We got more at-bats by asking the obvious. Now, it's pretty obvious looking back, but you have to almost step to the side of your business and look back and really think hard of what's really driving what we're doing here. And if we made small incremental changes and we could measure those changes that would lead to the net effect we're looking for, what would those be? It's simple, but sometimes you get so close to it that you don't see it. I guess that's yeah. why why we, we make a living as consultants sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we ask yep. questions that other people don't ask because they're too close to it. Um, I think salespeople resist some of this. Uh, maybe not, but, but how can a sales manager get, a, get their salespeople, their sales teams, to pay more attention to these leading indicators? Is there some kind of magic formula or phrase? I think the magic formula or phrase happens to be, um, can I make your life easier? Would you like to make more money? <laughs> you know, we have two choices here. We can, we can maximize the efforts we have, or we can work harder. You pick. I'd like to maximize my efforts. Oh. Well, and most salespeople do. I mean, come on, Chris, you and I are both salespeople. That's our roots. I, I didn't sit around in my cube early in my career saying, how could I work harder? <laughs> how could I make more money and do less work? And so we, we forget that, though. We work, work up the, ra- the chains of our company, we move up the ladder, and we forget how we thought when we sat in that chair. And we, we're not sitting around worrying about gross margins. We're not worried about gross profits. We're not worried about cross-selling and upselling. Salespeople don't think that way. What they worry about is, man, you know, how can I work less and make more money? Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. What they really worry about is, how can I service my customers? How can I service them better? The net effect of that being, I'll work less and make more money. Right, and I think everybody, uh, you, you know intuitively that if you, if you just sell more to the same person, it's so much easier than to try to keep opening more and more new accounts. So part of that is, is the average order size becomes a, a critical leading indicator. The other side of that, you asked, going back to your other question, how do we get the team excited about this, is you get what you focus on. And if, and if you focus just on more, 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 which I'm a card-carry member of that club, and I think in today's business you have to be constantly moving ahead and looking for new opportunities. Uh, that's a given. But if that's the only song you're going to sing, uh, people eventually just switch the channel. And so it, it's coming at them and saying, look it, let, let's, take, let's take a step back and let's just look at what we're doing. How can we better service our customers? Because in reality, with the other client, the more lines you're selling into that client, believe it or not, you're, you're able to service them better because they become more of an important client. And they're not seeing multiple vendors, so you're streamlining their operation. They're not reconciling different invoices, and they're not reconciling back orders, and they're not reconciling customer service issues. They're not reconciling all those intangible costs. But the buyer just knows their job is easier. Mm-hmm. They don't quite know why, but they know it is. 
But I think things are moving so fast today, and things come at us so quickly, and especially from the buyer's perspective, we've got to remember they're being asked to do more with less. They have less time, less resources, more options. Asked to do more with less. If we can actually make their job easier, that's where the relationship building comes in today, more so than lunch or a golf game. Well, that's so true. Is it just make their lives easier, make them better, make them more streamlined. Um, you you must, I know you believe these measurements are critical to a company's success and a salesperson's success, but how critical are they? Can you give us one or two more case studies or one or two more stories that people you've helped? The first group this helps, believe it or not, is the management team because they've not taken the time to slow down and, and look at these performance indicators and the benefit is it gives them something to focus on and it puts them back in control. You know, for example, and again, I'll, I'll just give you another key performance indicator, is that after the initial 120-day period that the sales associate will be averaging a minimum of eight appointments a week. Now, what, what that has done, believe it or not, something as simple as that, they knew the tipping point, if they're not averaging eight appointments on average over the course of the year per week, they're going to fall behind because they, they measured this. They didn't understand the importance of that. So once it's identified, we can now go to the new employee, even before they're new. We can go to the candidate and say, hey, by the way, in 120 days, you're expected to make eight appointments a week. Is that something you're willing to sign up for? And obviously, what it forced them to do to get to that, that metrics at 120 days instead of 150 days or 180 days, guess what? Their orientation program had to become better. And now we're measuring is the candidate, which is now the employee, making steady progress in 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days. So we don't have to wait for six months to form an opinion this isn't working out. So that one number drives everything because you have to get better training, you have to get better at managing, observing, measuring, keeping records. Yeah. forces and the managers to become better coaches. It forces them to go to the rest of the organization saying, how do we step up our orientation program? How do we onboard the information? Because we know, hey, guess what, folks? You know, within a short period of time here, they're going to be required to do eight appointments a week. And here's what I've learned about very good companies and very good managers. They want their people to succeed. They want to give them the resources. They want to help them out. We just haven't been focused on what the right help is and at the right time. And they've been taking on too much of the burden of themselves instead of spreading that burden throughout the entire organization. So it's really affected, believe it or not, a lot of our company's orientation programs and their onboarding programs. Just the way they hire, how they train, how they the orient. They yeah. Now the employee has a positive experience coming on. The rest of the departments have a positive experience because they're seeing the person being trained the right way so they can interface with their departments the right way. So sales now becomes an asset instead of a liability as far as they're concerned. And it gives the manager peace of mind that at least there's some control here. And in the net effect of that, what I've learned on that, Chris, is if the person isn't going to make it, because sometimes we guess wrong. Sometimes we just put the wrong people in the wrong seat, and it happens. But we're able to come to that conclusion objectively instead of subjectively in 120 days. We can objectively look back and say, are you on track or off track? And here's specifically what you need to change to be on track. 
And in this case, when you have a bad hire, bad news early is good news because you, you cut your losses quickly. Yeah, we and, had a recent example where we had a person opt out after six weeks, which is record time for this employer. Previous to that, they would normally go two years. Oh. So we went from two years <laughs> to six weeks, and everybody felt good about it because the employee actually came forward and said, I know what I'm being measured against, and I'm not willing to do it. I thought I was, but I'm not. So I'm not going to sit here and just waste your time and my time. Wow. Now, that's a different conversation, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, that's a success in itself, even though it's a, it, it's a quick failure, but it's a success because now you can replace that person with a better employee. Absolutely. Jim Labeda, the Performance Group, Des Moines, Iowa. You got anything on your website that people should know about? Sales Quick Coach. Two-minute timeouts to improve your performance. That's what I'd be registering for. PMGLLC.net and sign up for Sales Quick Coach. Sales Quick Coach. Two-minute timeouts to improve your performance. Sounds good. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Thank you. The questions were great.